Welcome to Motivational Minute with Leanne Hilgers. Now, here's your host, Leanne Hilgers. This show has been in the making for a very long time, and there's been lots of discussion about this show, and it's a very different topic. And, you know, we like to do things a little bit differently here. Today's show is called Successful Divorce. And normally we don't think about successful divorce, but we're going to think about it today. So today's show, Successful Divorce, the ultimate survival guide. Because we don't want to just survive, right? We want to thrive. And, um, you know, when divorce is unavoidable, Let's do it successfully. Let's do it right. And sometimes we have to go through things in life that uh, we don't necessarily want to go through. And divorce is never easy. So uh, let's do it right. And let's, let's th- thrive through this process. So what is a successful divorce? How do you get one? Let's think about half of all marriages end in divorce. The divorce rate is even higher if you consider common-law families and common-law family separation. So how can divorce and separation be a more positive and healing experience for everyone involved? So let's discover today how you can not only survive divorce and separation, but how you can learn to thrive through the process. Thrive. So, we're, again, we're not saying divorce is, you know, like if divorce is completely unavoidable, that's what we're talking about today. If you are in the process, we're not saying divorce is easy. In fact, most people are absolutely tortured by it. Most people who have to go through it agonize over the decision for years. So let's not... Let's not agonize and let's not be tortured by it anymore. It is a very difficult thing. And let's, let's find some positive ways that we can deal with this situation. So if you're going through a divorce right now, it's probably very difficult to imagine how it can be successful, how you can have some benefits come out of it. You know, when you're going through something, when you're when you're grieving, it is very difficult to see what the big picture is or to see how everything's going to turn out in the end. So let's talk about what a successful divorce is. So, well, you know, most of us, we can probably all describe what an unsuccessful divorce is. <laughs> you know, everybody's seen, you know, messy breakups and messy divorces, so we probably don't need to go into what that description is. But a successful divorce is when both parties can leave feeling neutral or feeling positive feelings toward each other. You are always going to have a connection to that person. So it is important to leave acknowledging that connection to that person. A successful divorce, you know, all very, although very difficult, can turn out to be the best thing for all parties involved. And that could mean, you know, your extended family. It could mean your children. It could mean your friends. It it could help you get closer to those people. Uh, The immediate stakeholders, that's that's those people that that are involved. Your immediate stakeholders are the people who are involved in the couple's life, in, in your life. So like your extended families, your children, you, your partner, 
um, every, everybody who has a vested interest in it. Not people who think they do, but people who are actually very closely involved with you and should be closely involved with you. We're going to talk about people who should and should not be closely involved with you in a little while. But the immediate stakeholders in a successful divorce are still positive and amicable towards everybody involved. That's a successful divorce. If you can pull that off, good for you. You know, people. People get divorced so they and their families can move forward for a better life. And successful divorce means that that's what it is. Both parties moving on to a better life. You know, and we, there's no right answer. There's no right way to do this. There's no recipe for making this come out, except if you do one thing in your life with integrity, do this with integrity. This is an opportunity for you. This is, seize this opportunity to go through this process with integrity, with kindness, with love, and with protection. And that means including showing yourself these qualities and showing your partner, your former partner, these qualities and showing your children these qualities. And, you know, we're looking for a better life. We're looking for freedom. And freedom is a gift not only to ourselves, but to these stakeholders that we talked about, it's a, it's to freedom is a gift to your other partner. So even if if you're leaving, you're the one leaving, or they're the one leaving, staying in a toxic, non-functioning relationship does not benefit anyone. Giving freedom to the other party is a very precious gift, and it's hard to see that we don't traditionally look at separating and divorce that way that it can be a gift to the other person or to ourselves. But it is saying, I love you enough to give you this opportunity to have a better life. I love you enough to give you this opportunity to grow. And staying in it denies them those opportunities. But we're going to talk a little bit more about that a little later. What let's talk about right now is getting through the process. Getting through the process. So, and when I talk about divorce, I'm also referring to separation. You know, I'm talking about relationships ending. And divorce is the most difficult of it because there's all sorts of legal ramifications of it. But, you know, common law mar marriages are considered marriages under the law. And there are difficulties with that. And there's grieving processes that go with all of this. So let's talk about what a messy divorce looks like. <laughs> you know, just about everybody has heard of somebody going through a terrible divorce. Maybe you're in the middle of one yourself. People become consumed with petty arguments and are plagued by bad behavior as a result of hurt feelings, grief, and shock. And sometimes out-of-control circumstances leave people feeling out of control themselves. And, you know, these waves, sudden waves of... of very strong emotions and arguments and destructive behaviors can be very addictive. And divorce, you know what? Does divorce always have to be a war of the roses? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And like I said, I'm inviting you that if you do one thing with integrity, make your breakup something that's of integrity. Now we're going to talk a little bit about the grieving process. No one gets through life without difficulties, and no one gets through life without opportunities. So let's think about this as an opportunity. Because there are always going to be events in your life which are out of control, out of your control, 
that's part of life, and you can't change it. You can't change that you're going through a divorce or that your divorce might be very necessary. But how, what you can change is your reaction to these life events so that you're not, being, you're not reacting to everything and every little thing is not tossing you around and you're not being blown about in every wind. And that is so important, so important to keep, us, keep ourselves steady and to stay the course that way. And we can, you know, manage our way through the grief process and the growth process. And let's just, let's just make this, again, I'm going to invite you to walk, walk in your integrity in this situation. And if you do, you will make it so much easier for yourself, for your stakeholders, your immediate stakeholders, being your family, former partner, your children, even your family pet. <laughs> so let's just do this. If we're going to do something, let's do it right, and let's do this right. Now, we also talked about the seven steps to the grief process last week, and there are generally seven stages to the grief process, shock and disbelief, denial, anger, bargaining, guilt, depression, and acceptance and, and hope. Now, you know what? If you're going through a divorce or a breakup, you're probably going through this grief process. <laughs> so, and, you know, some of these tips, if you're not going through divorce and this doesn't apply to you, keep listening in anyways because, you know, maybe you're in a stable relationship, but everybody goes through beginnings and endings in their life. It might be the ending of a job for you or it might be an ending of a relationship with a friend or something. So let's do things. Let's learn how to deal with these beginnings and endings in a, in a positive way. We're going to talk about how to deal with some of these tidal waves of emotions that are coming in for us and how to deal with the shock, disbelief, denial, anger, bargaining, the guilt, the depression, and the acceptance and hope. Now, you can go through the stages in, you can, you can go back and forth to more than one, but you have to go through all of them, sorry. <laughs> and, you know, we were talking about when a relationship ends how you're in the grief process. And sometimes, you know, you don't realize you're in the grief process because, you know, you're, someone hasn't died, but your relationship has died, and you need to mourn that. And I remember when I was going through my divorce, the thing that I was most saddened by, the thing that I grieved the most was the loss of the dreams. You know, the things that were never going to be. And those were the things that I think were the most difficult for me to get through. And I remember I was in such grief at the time because, you know, divorce is very painful. And, and anybody who's considering it, you know, needs to think about that it's painful. But I know people do because, as I said earlier, most people are absolutely tortured by it and they agonize over the decision for, for years before they make the decision. But I think it's better to be out of something bad than, um, and into something that, that could be positive. So if you need to get out, then if you need to go through a divorce, then, then let's all support everybody that needs to go through that. So, but I remember I was in such grief that I, I would have to tell myself to breathe. And I remember standing in my living room and I would tell myself, breathe, just breathe. And I would take a deep breath. I would take a breath, and then I would say, okay, in my mind, this was what was going through my mind. In a minute, I'm going to do that again, 
but I really needed to work myself up to it. That's, that's how much grieving, that's how, how much grieving I was going through. And that's not unusual. In fact, I think, you know, there's people that could even be worse off than that. And so I would, I would take a deep breath, and then a minute later I would take another one. And then I would take another one, and that is how you cope. That is how you start getting through it. You take a deep breath, and then you're going to take another one. And sometimes that's all you can do. And that's okay. That's okay. But, I, you know, I would listen to other people complaining about their world. And I would listen, you know, I was going through this divorce and I was listening to how other people would complain about what seemed to me at the time to just be petty inconveniences. And I remember this, that, you know, I could hear people complaining about their, I'd listen to people talk and they'd be complaining about what seemed like nothing, what were, you know, petty inconveniences in their life. And I would think, you have no idea. My God, I can't believe you're complaining about something so insignificant. My life is falling apart, and I have to, I have to listen to you complaining about this. And I, would, I remember thinking that. And, you know, for the first while, I didn't tell anybody that I, I had been separated. And so I went through the grieving process by myself and, you know, or with just one or two or three people knowing about it. But, you know, then I got the advice... You need to tell somebody because you need that support. And I found out that once I started telling people, yes, people did support. Um, some people didn't and some people do. But we're going to talk about, about that in a minute, about you know, the people that are going to be included in your life. Now, this is a big grief process. But you, know, you might have to wallow and you might have to say, today I'm going to wallow, tomorrow is going to be a new day. Today I'm going to grieve and I'm going to feel lousy and tomorrow is going to be a new day. And you know what sometimes happens when you give yourself permission to become undone? When you give yourself permission to, to feel bad about something, it changes things. It changes how you look at it. And so you go through the process and you feel bad. And then sometimes what happens is you go, you know what? This person, you know, and I'm not necessarily talking about your spouse, but sometimes things happen when you're going through this divorce process that uh, are upsetting to you. Somebody says or does something that's upsetting to you. So let's use that as an example that somebody does or says something that's upsetting to you, and you fall into the grief process again, and you follow into the wallowing process. And sometimes you have, even though you put a time limit on it, sometimes you have to revisit it. And especially when you're going through something huge like this. So say something says something, somebody says something to upset you, so you give yourself permission to grieve, and then that changes things. Just giving yourself permission to grieve changes, it might change how you look at it, and you might be going, wait a minute, I was sad, but now I'm realizing that person is a real jerk, so why am I wasting my time grieving over this, what this person said or did? Let's move on and deal with something really important like getting, being successful at our divorce. The other thing we talked about is putting a valve on the situation. You need to find a vent, a valve for your emotions because you've got a lot of really strong emotions a whole, a whole lot of them going through your world. And, but the thing to remember is do not vent to your ex-partner or your ex-spouse as much as you may want to <laughs> because, you know, it's likely you people, you, you are doing, to, 
you you are hurting e- you were both hurting each other it's likely that you are hurt by your spouse and it's likely you are hurting your spouse so as much as you may want to vent to your partner let me let me put it to you this way think about it this way describe problems as clearly and as blamelessly as possible because you are one incredibly emotional at this point and you are, even if you, you don't acknowledge that you are, you've got a lot of stuff going on, you've got a lot of stressors, and you're grieving, but you will have to negotiate the most significant parts of your life with this person. Let me say that again. You will have to negotiate the most significant parts of your life with this person. So regardless of what happens, if you get back together, if you decide to separate permanently, whatever happens, you are going to have to negotiate everything that's important about your life with this person. So you don't want to be venting and and causing, you want to deal with this with as clear a head as you possibly can. Think about it if you were negotiating a contract or you were negotiating something at work. At work, you wouldn't go in, you know, with a tidal wave of emotions and you wouldn't, you know, go in blaming and yelling and screaming because what you're, what you're negotiating is important. So now you're negotiating your separation or your divorce. You will have to negotiate the most significant parts of your life with this person. So let's do this with as clear a head and as much clarity of speech and as blamelessly as possible. And, you know, this person, you might be in a lot of pain, which you probably are, but let's do this clearly because everything, your, your home, your children, your finances, everything is going to have to be negotiated with this person. And while we're talking about it, a lot of people, you know, have questions about a lawyer. What do we do about a lawyer? You know, well, first of all, it is important to get yourself an extremely good attorney. And this, by saying an extremely good attorney, I do not mean getting a pit bull. I do not mean getting a shark. I mean somebody who will talk and communicate and keep the communication process going, but somebody who is your advocate, somebody who tells you what your rights are and what, what, you, are, what you are entitled to. And both parties should, should get it. And some people, it seems like they either go to extremes. They get somebody who is really aggressive as a lawyer or they don't want to get a lawyer at all because they, don't want to, they aren't ready to deal with the situation. They just want it to go away. So it is important to get yourself a very knowledgeable attorney and somebody who is a good person, but... You know what, if you put, a lawyer once told me this, if you put a guard dog in your front lawn, you're, you're asking for aggression. You know what I mean? And so, so let's get somebody who's very knowledgeable, who is a good person, and who wants to see everybody benefit, but who is your advocate. Because this is the person who's going to argue for you when you cannot argue for yourself. So make sure you are very careful in the person that you pick. Okay, so the next next part that we talked about in the tools to help quicken the grief process is your finest hour. Now, about being the finest hour in this situation, make this your finest hour because you are acting with integrity. You are acting with integrity, so this is, if you do one thing, make this your finest hour. 
And I know it's hard to see the benefits, but you may become closer to your immediate family, those stakeholders. You will find out who your true friends are in this process. You know, people who you think are your friends may just fall away and fall out of your life, and people who you don't even suspect might become the most important elements of your existence. It's like, you know, out of nowhere, here comes this angel that's helping you out. And so it's hard to see that, and that person might become a lifelong friend. And, you know, we've all heard the, the saying, surround yourself with good people. Well, what you want to do is set up a rock-solid support structure for yourself. Let me say that again. Set yourself up with a rock-solid support structure. Now, the next stage was finishing up and closing the door. So this is doing what you need to do to become neutral, emotionless, and indifferent about the situation. And when I say indifferent, I don't mean uncaring. I mean that it doesn't affect you. It doesn't, it doesn't affect your future life. You're not emotional about the situation anymore. And, and when you're going through the process, it seems like that is very far away. But, you know, there comes a point where you know it's finished and you need to get closure on the situation. And, and the closure will help you become neutral on the situation. We want to reframe how we look at the situation. That's what we're doing by looking at it as a successful divorce. Now, what we got to is reframing the situation. When you are able to look at a situation and interpret the situation and try to find ways of dealing with it in a positive way, that is power. That is extremely powerful. And, you know, I know if you're going through a divorce, you probably don't feel that powerful right now, but that is powerful. Acting in integrity, that is power. So let's step out of the chaos of, of the divorce situation, of the separation, and all the emotional stuff that's going on, all the stuff that's going on all around us. Let's step out of the chaos, and let's stand in the eye of the hurricane where it's calm. And let's have a look at what's going on around us. And let's breathe. Remember to take that breath. And let's take your power back. That's our next tool. Take your power back. And you can do that through reframing. But then after you reframe the situation, now you get to move on. Remember we said the purpose of a successful divorce. The purpose of divorce is to try to find, to try to get a better life than what you have right now. And so let's start creating that better life. And we can do that by thinking about what we want and setting our goals, and, and just thinking about where we want to go and where we need to go. And sadly, you know, most people don't know how to make a happy ending from the experience of separation and divorce. And, you know, probably you've been in the situation where you've had to create a happy ending out of an unsuitable friendship or work relationship, and you've had to make that work. This is just the same. So you already have experience doing this. It's just on a grander scale. And let's use our new vision. Let's, let's create a new vision to see how divorce as a change process can put us in a direction of something positive. Let's see it as a change in direction and not as an ending because you are always going to have a connection to that person. So let's see it as a change in direction rather than an ending because that makes it a little easier to deal with. Make this time a winning situation for everyone involved. 
Make this time a winning situation for everyone involved. Make a decision today that you will handle this situation with maturity, integrity, and love. And that means showing that to yourself and showing that to the people around you. And if you, if you get one thing from today, if you get one thing from today's broadcast, let's, let's take that away. Let's make that commitment and make that decision that we're going to handle this with integrity. This is, you know, if there's one thing you do in your lifetime which you handle with integrity, why not make it this? Because this might be just one of the most significant things that you go through in your lifetime. So let's, let's do it with integrity. Can you think of a better thing to handle with integrity and with character and with kindness, maturity, and love than this? So it may be, you know, because these are difficult situations, it may be that your former partner is not interested in acting with the same integrity that, that you are now have made the decision to act with. And it may be that your former partner does not want to communicate with you. And you but you know what? You can't control them but you can control yourself, and they're going to do what they want. But from this moment on, you've made the decision. You will handle this situation with integrity to yourself, to your children, to your family and friends. And by doing this, I promise you, you will save everyone, especially yourself, a lot of grief. Hi, everyone. This is Leon Hilders. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe. If you liked what you heard, add your comments below. We'd love to hear from you. And thank you so much for watching our video. Check in with us. We'll keep bringing you the best tools and information to help you live your dream life. Stop wasting time. Get what you want. The guts to succeed. You've got it. That was Motivational Minute with Leanne Hilgers.